Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Hello there, and welcome to episode number 10 of Skeptics and Believers, a paranormal podcast. In this episode, Lisa will be discussing poltergeists with the team. So grab a drink, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. Poltergeist, a German word that means noisy ghost. I do believe that young girls going through puberty are usually the focus of poltergeist activity. It seems to be that way. They think it might be hormonal stresses, and stresses in general can bring on these kind of poltergeist, psychokinesis type. So, so movements. back it up a second. Back so, it up, back it up. are you saying it's through the hormonal and physical changes of a young girl that actually she's sending out this energy and that then it's sort of reciprocated or or is that just a coincidence? Well part of the belief of ghosts is that ghosts manifest themselves when there's that ghosts need energy basically to manifest themselves. If you've got a hormonal teenager they could be producing enough atmospheric energy as it were for something to manifest itself, to siphon it off. Yeah, that they're kind of generating this telekinetic activity, that it's, it can come from a, from a spirit and it's being channelled through these girls that are going through these changes, things like that. So determining the difference between poltergeist activity and a ghost or a haunting activity can be difficult. But I've got... <laughs> A little list here of the seven most common types of poltergeist activity. So if you think there's something cracking up in your house, go along, tick this little list, I'll tell you whether it's poltergeist or not. Okay. So disappearing and reappearing objects. That's my car keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you just you just don't put them down in the same place twice. That's your problem. No, you I'm, just dump them where the problem is I am putting them down in the same place. <laughs> <but someone's moving. laughs> objects being levitated or thrown a certain scent or odours that can be emitted or can just be in the atmosphere. Electrical interference, so things like buzzing radios, lights going on and off, dimming, switching on, things like that. People being woken up in the middle of the night by their radio blasting downstairs at at 3am. Oh, you know what? That would absolutely scare the bejesus out of me. I don't even think we've got a stereo. (laughs) No, we have. We have got a stereo. But if... We were upstairs in bed. Fast asleep. And it just came on. And I think what would freak me out more is if as I was coming down, it turned itself off. <laughs> I'd probably just come and hide in bed with you. Would you not just send Lisa down? Yeah, I'd send place. Lisa down, yeah. You know, that's quite hard. Oh, Lisa, uh, you left the radio on. Yeah, I'd, go I'd love to go and have a check. But as you can see, I've soiled the bed. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> Similar is power from seemingly from nowhere. So something like a child's 
toy, like a battery-powered train, something like that. Physical attacks. So people being scratched, touched, hair pulled, pins, being stabbed with needles, things like that. Nasty, nasty things like that. There's some quite well-known cases of, um, of physical attacks and they're quite, they're quite well documented if you have a little little search for those online. Um, some of them going way back a few hundred years. There was one called um, the Bell Witch case and it was a girl from the Bell family. Betsy Bell apparently was channeling this poltergeist energy and it was around for years and he just harassed the whole family and everybody knew about it. And yeah, they were really ostracized. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're talking like 1600s, 1700s maybe. Um, in America, and you can actually you can go there now. There's the Bellwitch Cave. There was a cave on the site of the the like, little homestead that they had, and um, you can visit it to this day. The Bellwitch. Yeah, I had a little read about that, but that was mainly do in conjunction you. with the witch yeah. thing. Yeah, it's funny yeah, that was that was a witch together. that yeah a witch called Katie, I believe, and she was uh, manifesting and just generally terrorising everybody in the family just for a laugh. If there's physical interaction with inanimate objects, is that considered poltergeist? From what I've read and what I can gather, poltergeist activity is a psychic effect rather than a spirit-based effect. Oh, right, OK. So a spirit being resident in a building can't really be a poltergeist that would move things around. It's a, it's like a, this kinetic energy that's channeled through somebody and it seems to be always teenage girls um one of the most famous worldwide cases um that's been really well documented is the enfield poltergeist um that occurred near enfield in england to a woman called peggy hodgson who was a single parent who had got four kids they were all under the age of like 13 14 uh there were two girls two boys it was really well documented and there were reports of furniture moving, knocking on the walls, children's toys were supposed to have been thrown around, things like that. Um, a police officer, a female police officer, actually signed an affidavit to affirm that she saw a chair lift itself off the floor and move a few feet, and that was right in front of her. They'd been called to the house because something was going on and the, you know, the kids were scared and the mother didn't know what was cracking off, so these police came in. And that's a credible source, isn't it, if it's a police officer? Yeah, she signed it. Yeah, you can see the letter online. It's a signed affidavit to say that it lifted up an inch to two inches off the floor and moved across the room and and kind of plonked back down again onto the floor. Quick question. At mm. that point, would you not just move out? <laughs> well. Leg it. Yeah. I, I, this is one of the things I never understand about. I mean, you see in films, obviously, but in films, there's, there's a dramatic reason why the people don't want to leave the house that's trying to kill them because it's yeah. a film. And otherwise, the film will be really short. Um, but when, whenever you hear people say, you know, people interviewed on the TV or anything about how they've had poltergeists or ghosts or anything in their house... They always say, well, for the first couple of months it was, and things like that. And it, if it was me, I would just not be there. I mean, I'm a sceptic, mm. but if, if, if I saw something that I couldn't explain happening in my house, I would not live in my house. I'd be yeah. gone. I'd be at my mum's house <laughs> with all my stuff. In fact, beside my stuff, I'd be at my mum's house, <laughs> and I'd go back the day after with 20 other people to get my stuff. 
Isn't it? I believe this case study, there's actually photos of the daughter who's the focus of this actually being thrown across the bedroom. I do have photos and I can show you them, actually, yes. We'll put Although, them on the website. Yeah, we can put them on the website and I'll show you guys just in a second, just so you can kind of get a... Uh, Get an idea of what's been going on. Get um, a terrible night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she doesn't like the council. Yes, <laughs> didn't we have this the other week as well? Yeah, 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 you yeah, know what? Yeah, in the we last did. show yes. as well, like, the woman <laughs> wanted to move. Yeah. Because of poltergeist activity. Poltergeist activity, so. yes. The story attracted a lot of um, visitors and mediums and members of the press, and one photographer claimed he was hit on the forehead with a Lego brick just from nowhere. Hit on the forehead with a Lego brick. And then when he went to go and pick it up, it was red hot and he could barely hold it. It was like Ooh. like a hot potato, which is quite unusual. Well, especially because they're plastic as well. They well, can't yeah. be that hot. You've got just melt. A senior reporter um, finally suggested that the Society for Psychical Research, SPR, be called in to investigate. So these two guys turned up from SPR to investigate what was cracking off. And uh, they found the energy was channeled through one of the daughters called Janet. And she was actually able to speak using something in our throats called false vocal cords. Oh, I've heard of this. Is this when it's like really like... You know when you get a sore throat and you can barely talk? Well, the false vocal cords sit above our actual vocal cords and they're like little kind of flaps of skin. And it's what you use when when you have a sore throat but you're still trying to talk. So you're talking a bit like this. Yeah. And that's something that most people can do for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Well, Janet was recorded, and they have the recordings, you can hear them online, um, was recorded speaking like this and answering questions for three hours, talking in this exact same voice, but talking... um, She said she was Bill. Her name was Bill, and Bill was talking through her using these false vocal cords, and she was just sat, just... She said almost like she'd been kind of possessed and taken over and Bill was in the house and they did some research into was there anybody in the house called William or Bill who had died and there was there was a guy called Bill and he had died from a brain hemorrhage and they actually were contacted by Bill's son because it was quite a well-known phenomenon it was all in the papers and everybody knew about it and with it being a council house you can obviously trace back to who had uh, been living there I'll, I'll have to I'll have to watch it I kind of think not tonight because I want to be able to go to bed Mm. Um, but I'll have to watch it because to me it sounds like little girl doing a voice yes. and pretending to be Bill and Bill or William is a, is a very common name yeah I mean the, the other thing is I mean and again um, a couple of months back Lisa and I we watched a, a film which I think is The Exorcism of Emily Rose yeah. which it, it's set in America but the, the real version actually took place in Germany and they talked about, you know, this sort of, you know, the secondary sort of vocal voice. Mm. And I think as part of that case, they had said that a normal person could literally only talk like that for a maximum of about 10 minutes when they conducted tests. It was impossible to maintain it. But again, in this, you know, in this case in Germany, this girl was able to talk at great length, be interviewed and converse with in this voice. Mm. Which again, I, I, I'm, I would normally, I'm a sceptic, I'm becoming more of a sceptic, it's spending time with you, Matt, but <laughs> the, this whole poltergeist thing with the secondary voice, I'm just really intrigued by it. 
Mm. I am. E- e- even if it's just a case that some people can do it, most people can't. Yeah. Um, and you, you know what kids are like. You've got some, but you know they find a trick and they will do it until it really, really grates. Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't let up. They know that it's getting them some attention, so they keep doing it. And they keep doing it. And they keep doing it. So that that's my that's the skeptic view. Yeah. Sounds creepy though. It is a bit creepy, and there's there's photographic evidence of her apparently being moved and levitated. Yeah. Um, there's one where she's almost being held down by I don't know, I can't remember if it's a father or a mother, but there's an, an adult next to her, and she's kind of horizontal and and clearly off the ground in a horizontal manner. Now, I'm not too sure how you would fake that, and they don't look like they're particularly... Seeking publicity. No, no, and they're actually quite alienated, I'm going to say alienated in the in the neighbourhood. People thought they were odd and weird and didn't want to go... So they weren't... They didn't, yeah, they you never would, got, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. for all the for the journalists and all the papers that followed the story and, and ran the story, they didn't receive any compensation for it. So they weren't looking... To get moved or to have any they financial no gain. Motive, no, they didn't. It was just something that happened, and they were just petrified of living in the house. There's some photographs of her leaping. It looks to me, it looks like she's jumping from the position of her legs when she starts, then up in the air, and then coming back down again. It's a classic jump where you your legs are on the bed, you jump up, and you, the back of your heels go up to your bum, and then you come back down again. But the expression mm. on her face is absolutely of, of just Fear. terror and have you seen the photograph yeah it's yeah. quite a high jump though it is extremely though. high for I someone mean, to go from a standing jump it's quite a high jump and she's only um you know this girl's only she's 11, like 11 or 12 years old. yeah she's yeah. 11 i mean but the look on her face and the position of her arms and things like that may mm. suggest that maybe it's that there's something going on i'm not too sure the photos do just look like she's jumping off a bed they do yeah and they're, they're not fantastic i've got a sneaking suspicion um, that maybe as you said there were four children yeah there are yes four children single mother seems like a bit of a cry for attention not necessarily from the press but from her mother yes maybe yeah I put my hand up I mean that freaks me out no end it really really does are you just waiting for the time that one of your kids does it the, the prospect of that freaks me out as well I mean the BBC themselves actually went in it was such a well-known case that went on for about 18 months Mm. the bbc went in to do recordings um and when after after they they'd been and they came out again and they'd done the recordings they found that their recordings were completely scrap and that the metal inside the recording um equipment cases Mm. had been um all bent and all the recordings were just erased and the thing that's odd about it is it's not like I am a demon, it's my name's Bill. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's this Yeah, he's it's, not some kind of underworld Yeah, he's not he doesn't seem overtly threatening. He doesn't seem to have a lot to say either, does he? Not well, not on that clip. Not on this clip, no. I mean there's you know, apparently he he could be quite menacing and then he often would make jokes and take the Michael out of the you know, of the guys who were there, yeah. the you know, the Mr Gross and Mr Playfair. <laughs> Again, um, a bit like that EVP you had where the the doctor... The doctor, yes, yeah. ...was quite friendly, but then would... Get know, a bit angry straight away, yeah. Angry. Um, there were further investigations by another couple of people from the SPR, but they were less positive 
in their conclusions, they spent a few days with the family and they they found that, because there'd been lots of things that had happened, mm. I'm just going to go back again, there was like spoons that had been bent, stuff had been moved. Actually, on one occasion, there was this huge rumbling in the house and they go into the back room where nobody is and the entire cast iron fireplace. Now, we have a cast iron fireplace with a big wooden surround. It's a big old thing. It is heavy as you like and that had been completely ripped from the wall now no amount of 11 year old girl or 7 year old brother is going to rip a cast iron fireplace out of the wall So we hope you enjoyed that episode on Poltergeist and hopefully nothing was flying about your home while you were listening to it. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you are already a subscriber, thanks ever so much for your continued support. There will be some social media coming at some point. I promise I just need to pull my finger out and get it sorted. So next week we're going to be discussing Voodoo Attack. So until then, please do take care of yourselves. This podcast has been brought to you by Obsidian Shark Productions. The music featured in this podcast can be found at freemusicarchive.org and is used under the Creative Commons license. More details can be found on our website. Music